The wisdom of Solomon gave us this proverb. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. Our lives are governed by our hearts. What we love determines who we are. Philosophers might define a human being as a rational animal. Uh, biologists might label us as homo sapiens, that's men of wisdom, men of knowledge. Uh, but I think a more biblical de description might be homo adorans, men who love, people who love. All that we do flows from our hearts. Uh, these days, if we come across an uncaring person, we might say, oh, have a heart. But in the Bible, the uncaring do have hearts. It's just that they have hard hearts. And this is a problem. Because in fact, we all have a congenital heart condition. We are not born with soft hearts. We do not by nature love the things we ought to love, i.e. God and others. We are like an adulterous husband who madly pursues a relationship with his mistress and everyone tries to talk sense into him, but he follows his heart to the destruction of everyone, including himself. That's what we are like. This is our problem. Our hearts go astray. And in Exodus, Pharaoh shows us the madness of the human condition. Throughout the plagues on Egypt, Pharaoh's heart becomes increasingly hardened. And that hardening is described variously as the Lord hardens his heart. Sometimes it says Pharaoh hardens his heart. And sometimes it simply says his heart is hard. Um, seven times it says that the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart. Five times it simply says that Pharaoh's heart was hard. And three times it says Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Um, so there is this interplay between Pharaoh's hardening and the Lord's hardening. But it is striking that the Lord's agency is highlighted more than Pharaoh's. What's going on with God hardening his heart? Well, just as a resolve can be hardened, you can harden your own resolve, so a heart can be hardened. Its direction is not changed, it's only reinforced. This is the sense of the Lord hardening Pharaoh's heart. Uh, you could even translate it that the Lord strengthened his heart. You see, Pharaoh wanted to reject the Lord and exalt himself. And in the poetic justice of the Lord, he gives Pharaoh exactly what he wants. This is the essence of God's judgment. Romans chapter 1 tells us that God judges the world. He judges the world by handing us over to our own desires. Romans 1 from verse 21 to 28. God says, fine, have it your way. You know, it's a mark of our heart sick condition, condition that when we get what, what we want, it is such a very terrible curse. But this is the Lord's poetic justice. In judgment, he gives us what our hearts most deeply desire. But such a judgment is not God's final word. You see, Pharaoh is overthrown in the Exodus story. His whole army madly pursues the Israelites all the way to the Red Sea. And in Exodus chapter 14, even as the waters close in on them, they follow their heart's desires all the way to their natural conclusion. They live by bloodlust and they die by bloodlust. This is the human condition. But the Lord Jesus has a solution. That solution is not in our own hearts, for our hearts are naturally perverse. And his solution is not in our minds or in our wills, because they are ruled by our fallen hearts. The solution is outside ourselves. 
You see, on the cross, Jesus became us in all our black-hearted rebellion. He put that kind of humanity to death. He buried it under the Red Sea of God's judgment so that it would never rise again. But by the Spirit, He came through the other side into a new kind of humanity with a new kind of heart. And He comes to the hard-hearted with a gift, a new heart. In the words of Ezekiel, it's a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. How do you feel about this story of Pharaoh? How do you feel about God hardening his heart? I used to really dislike it. It seemed to me completely unfair that God was strengthening the resolve of Pharaoh. But of course, there's nothing more fair than God giving him the desire of his heart. There's absolutely nothing unjust about God handing over Pharaoh to what he wants. God is being incredibly fair. He is the one judge in the world who only ever gives the guilty exactly what they want. It's incredibly fair. But here's the problem I used to have with the Pharaoh story. I failed to see that Pharaoh had to be judged. Pharaoh's judgment is part of the good news. Pharaoh is the head of the house of the wicked. God's deliverance is precisely about judging him, burying him in the waters, and then, miraculously by the Spirit, a people of God are raised up out of that grave. The solution to the problem of Pharaoh is not to give him a bit more freedom so that he would choose salvation and, you know, and everyone could stay in Egypt. The solution to the problem of Pharaoh is not for Pharaoh to be able to save himself. The solution is for God to bring something out of Pharaoh's destruction and to give it to us as a gift. So here we are with our mad old hearts. And Exodus is telling us you don't want to go where your heart is telling you to go. And you don't want this old heart to be given more freedom. Give up on your old heart, your old will, your own way, your own mad desires. Look to Jesus who has risen again from the grave. In the words of Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26, Jesus says to you, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Mm